Welcome back to the Listen to Lamb Chop podcast. This is episode number six, guys. This is your host, Gavin Lamb, and with me today for the sixth time in a row, our guest, Cody Spence. Hello. Hey, man. How are you? Pretty good. So, uh, we, uh, we actually took a trip last night, right? Mm -hmm. We went to Smyrna to the new, or new-ish, Truest Park, home of the Atlanta Braves, guys. Um, and it's the first time that I've ever been to that park. And personally, I had a blast. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I didn't expect to have that much fun. And, um... I think that's just because I have always been so partial to the Ted or Turner Field because mm-hmm. so much of my childhood was there. Right. Um, and a lot of people say that, you know, it's not the Ted, but it's still pretty fun and stuff like that. And But you know what? I I had a blast. And I, I think it's, uh, it's kind of apples and oranges. I mean, yeah, you can judge your experience, but um, I think that the both, both parks, both stadiums, both fields, um, I think they both offer – things that were completely different and some things that stayed the same and it still holds up the tradition. And I felt like I was in a, uh, an Atlanta Braves game. So in which we were. Yeah. So that's a good thing, right? Oh yeah. All right guys. So if you don't know already from the intro, this is a podcast absolutely all about the Atlanta Braves and uh, our personal um, stories about the Atlanta Braves, kind of our brief history of us with baseball um, baseball is actually not my favorite sport. How about you? No. I am a huge football fan. I played football um, since fifth grade and all through high school. I don't play anymore, but I watch some pro football, but I watch college football a lot. And there will be more college football podcasts coming, I'm sure. But my whole life, I have been an Atlanta Braves fan. So. I do love the Atlanta Braves. I love the history. I love the sport of baseball. It's just not my favorite sport. So this is all about all about baseball, all about the Atlanta Braves. But um, I'm just going to go ahead and put a disclaimer out. If you want a ton of statistics and stuff like that and a bunch of numbers, this probably isn't the podcast you want to listen to because we're not accurate on we that kind of stuff. We know nothing. We know nothing about that. It's going to be more story-based and a lot more... Um, historical based than anything else and just a lot of fun so it's going to be a fun experience we're going to talk about the atlanta braves and baseball and stuff like that so if you want the other stuff you're just going to have to look it up yourself or find another podcast that has that kind of information but with that being said let's dive right into everything that we're going to talk about today with the atlanta braves and um cody i guess we'll start with you um do you remember like the first time you ever watched the Atlanta Braves or went to an Atlanta Braves game or maybe even on TV? Uh, I can't remember uh, exactly when or where or whatever, but I do remember going to the games as a kid. Um, and it was great, man. Uh, I think the last time I went was uh, like to uh, Turner Field for because. Uh, like that, uh, uh, that's the uh, field that we, uh, you know, grew up going to the get, you know, seeing the games. Right. Yeah. Was that Turner Field? So I don't think I ever went to any other stadium until last night, but Turner yeah. Field. So yeah, the the uh, last time that I went there, you know, I was actually older. You know, I wasn't a kid then. It was fun. Uh, but uh, do you remember? Uh, 
uh, I can't remember exactly where in turn field it was, but it had like the uh, the base run you could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it in? Yeah, was it inside the cage? That was just the batting stuff, right? Well, well they had the batting caged or the uh, the, the cage cages thing too. But and then they, they had they also had like uh, the run the base. Could, yeah, run the okay, base. Yeah, but that was fun. Um, I never really participated in that. I, I did once. Once. That was good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have been too nervous to do stuff like that. However, we did go one time with my Little League team, um, and they invited a bunch of Little League teams to go down and walk, you know, the perimeter of the the perimeter of the field, mm-hmm. and uh, like a little parade before the game started and everything, and then obviously we were able to walk oh, this the is a game. game. Day. Okay. Yeah, this is a game day. Like, we walked it. And then uh, they gave us a bunch of cool gear, free gear and stuff, and then we were all able to watch the game afterwards. And one funny story about that was that my buddy Devin was with us, and his team, for some reason, didn't get invited or they weren't going to be able to make it. But I asked my coach, and my coach said, yeah, he can come with us. Just tell him to wear his team's jersey or whatever. So he put his team's jersey on, and he was just like this uh, gray and purple jersey following some black and white jerseys. (laughs) just behind us and he got to walk the field with us and he got a bunch of cool stuff and uh it was a fun day and i got to spend it with my best friend even though you know he uh wasn't even on the team but it was it was fun it was a good experience um did you ever play baseball yeah i played i started off uh i guess it was i guess t-ball t-ball okay yeah me too and then we like you know years went by and then finally got to the point where we were pitched ourselves you know like like okay know. yeah so you played for a long it. time uh yeah i played for a little bit i mean i played i mean i, mean, I didn't play in school or anything i didn't play in in, in uh high school or uh, mm-hmm. or middle school but i played rat for a while um like through fifth grade or yeah yeah fourth or fifth grade okay something like that <clears throat> um yeah uh, that uh, that was kind of funny because my uh my rec baseball team, like the players and the coaches, was the exact team that was my rec basketball team. So that was cool. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's wild. Same guys. That's funny. That's hilarious. Basketball and baseball. Oh, yeah. Same team. It's like a club or something. <laughs> um, so I played t-ball. I played one season of t-ball, and then the very next season was pitching machine. So we played. Okay. I played one season of t-ball and then two seasons of pitching machine. And about that time, all my friends left baseball to play soccer. And I don't know why, because I think we could have done both. But for some reason, they didn't play baseball anymore. I wanted to be with my friends, so I just became a soccer player for a while. Um, funny enough. But you like soccer better anyways. Um, I didn't like it better. I liked all sports kind of equally back then. And... Mm-hmm. If I would have stuck with baseball, I probably would have played, possibly even played in school ball eventually, but I just never stuck with it long enough and never even got to the actual real pitching, like real, like no, Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, we just, I had one t-ball season and two pitching machines seasons and that was it. Oh, okay. So, um, I did one time hit like a grand slam, basically. It wasn't a grand slam. It was in basically, park. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they were like... I think it was like two on base or something, and I hit it. No, I hit it over the fence. Oh. Yeah, just over. Just over. With a T-ball? No, 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 not T-ball. Pitching machine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Say, That's impressive. I'm going to knock this thing <laughs> off the stick so good. Um, no. Uh, 
So, yeah, um, I knocked it out, and I got the game ball for it that day. Uh, one of my good friends was playing on the opposite team. We both had the same number. I think it was like number 22 or something like that. It's not the so same we got friend that, uh, that infiltrated y'all's team and went to... No, 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 no. Okay. Different, 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 different friend. Okay. But I, we beat their team, and uh, we had the same number. So my mom, our moms wanted us to get pictures of our jersey numbers, and um, it kind of became a running joke in the family because the picture just shows. I guess we have our our glove in our hands, and she's just taking a picture of our back. So it says twenty two and twenty two on it, but. You don't see what we're doing with our hands. You don't see our face. We're just standing there, and the fence is right there. So it looks like we were sitting there, and both of us were taking a leak on the fence, like peeing oh on the fence. And they were like, "What are y'all? Let someone take a picture of y'all peeing on a fence." And we're like, "We weren't peeing. We were taking a picture of the back of our jerseys." And they're like, "Oh, I oh okay, twenty two and twenty two, gotcha." Um, it was kind of funny. Um, so back to the Atlanta Braves, though. Since that's our brief history with baseball, we have a little bit of experience, but that's not it. much. That's it. Uh, Cody sounds like he has more than me, actually. Um, and so, basically, let's get into a little bit of the history of the Atlanta Braves. And we are just going to be Wikipedia warriors here, guys. We're going to look up some facts and figures and uh, figure this thing out. Because even though I am a huge Braves fan, I'm not that big of a Braves fan that I've already done all my research in the past 20 years to find all this stuff out. So I'm going to learn with you. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, like the only, like the Braves team that I remember was the Chipper Jones era. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, well, I mean, of course. And, and then like everything since then, I have no clue. Dude. Well, I mean, the last couple seasons of Chipper Jones was amazing. And then the team that, that was there at a couple of seasons after him was awesome. Like I remember the 2014 season. I we went to four or five games that season. We had a bunch of we had some free tickets, some discounted tickets, and um, we had a lot of friends we were going with and stuff. And so we would go that that season, and they had a really good team like for a while, and then they stopped winning for like almost a month. <laughs> And it was just, I remember people were like, dude, don't shave your beard. Don't nobody shave anything oh, until they start man. winning. It was just like one of those things. And it was the season of 2014. But we'll, we'll get back to that in a little bit. Um, basically, let's just get into a little bit of the history here. The Atlanta Braves are an American professional baseball team based in Atlanta, the Atlanta metropolitan area. The Braves compete in the Major League Baseball, MLB, as a member club of the National League East Division. The team played its home games at the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium from 1966 to 1996 and at Turner Field from 1997 to 2016. Since 2017, their home has been Truist Park, formerly SunTrust Park, located 10 miles northwest of downtown Atlanta in Cobb County, Georgia. The Braves play spring training games at Cool Today Park in Northport, Florida. Um, so I think, honestly, I may have actually been to a game at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium before Turner Field, maybe one, because I went one time with my mom and my dad, very, very little. And, uh, basically it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was fun. So I uh -oh. don't camera died. Yeah. 
Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's fix the camera, guys. If if you don't know already, we actually film the podcast as we record it, so that you have the option to watch these podcasts on. What's that? That's weird. Why did it come back on? Okay, there it goes. Um, we actually have the option to watch the the podcast if you want to. And that way you can actually see some of the stuff we have today. We have some baseball cards. I actually have that game ball that I won, and I have a signed ball with Tom Glavin, uh, Bobby Cox, all the greats that are on there. Dude, where are the batteries, bro? Cameraman. Cameraman Stan. You got a job? Are you doing your job? That's a reference from Remember the Titans. Wrong sport for the day, but uh, relevant nonetheless. Uh, you know how to put it in? Alright, cool. Alright, Cody's changing the battery real quick, so I'm going to read a little bit more of this right here. Uh, the name Braves, which was first used in 1912, originates from the term for Native American warrior. They are nicknamed the Bravos and often referred to as America's team in reference to the team's game, the team's games being broadcast on the nationally available TBS from 1970s until 2007, giving the team a nationwide fan base. So you didn't even have to live in Atlanta to watch the Atlanta Braves, and lots of people had love for the Atlanta Braves for a long time and built up an, an enormous fan base. Um, 1991 to 2000, the Braves were one of the most successful teams in baseball, winning division titles an unprecedented 14 consecutive times. Um, most notably, the rotation – of the greatest pitching in the history of baseball consisted of the pitchers, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, and Tom Glavin. The trio, man. A trinity of just absolute amazing pitching. Um, Steve Avery also was a significant contributor to the rotation during the period of 1991 to 1993. The Braves won the National League West Division from 91 to 93, and after divisionable re- alignment the National League East Division from 1995 to 2005 and uh, they to the playoffs in the National League wild card in 2010 so they've had uh, a lot of good seasons but the last time the the Atlanta Braves has actually won um, a World Series was in 1995 um, that was two yeah yeah 1995 Cody was two just to give you a little bit of reference we were really, really little, not really old enough to enjoy the magic of the moment. Know you know what I mean? Was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I probably had like a, a wiffle ball and a little plastic bat. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, so World Series was the championship series um, in 95, the 91st edition of the World Series, and it was the best of seven playoff played between the National League, Atlanta Braves, in the American League, the Cleveland Indians. The Braves won in six games to capture their World Series championship in franchise history. 
their third World Series championship in franchise history, excuse me, uh, making them the first team to win at least one crown in three different cities. This was also Cleveland's first series appearance in 47 years and marked the resumption of the fall classic after the previous year's series was canceled due to a player's strike. The series was also remarkable in that five of the six games were won by one run, including the clinching sixth game, a 1-0 combined one-hitter by Tom Glavin and Mark Holders. Um, this was the first game since the LCS changed to a best-of-seven format with the winner of the LCS via a sweep has gone to, the, to win the World Series. Um, it has since been repeated in 2019 by the Washington Nationals, which we played last night. Go Braves! Woo! Woo! We won 8-4, I believe. Yep. So, pretty good game. Um, last night was a blast, guys. We're going to get more into that in a little bit, but it was actually Star Wars night at Truist Park, and it was it was pretty fun. Let's face it, that was the main reason. That was one of the main reasons we got tickets for this game. <laughs> we are Star Wars nerds. Um, you know, before anything else, we're Star Wars nerds, and when we found out that it was Star Wars nerd night at Truist Park to cheer on the Braves and Yoda, <laughs> we had to go. So we hey, did. speaking – well, I guess I'll, I'll uh, say that for later. Well, what do you, you got to say, bro? Speak your mind. So it Speak was, your mind. It was Yoda night. Yoda night. Yeah, they were celebrating. How many, how many Yodas did you see? Master Jedi Yoda. I didn't see Yoda, dude. I mean, I saw well, you actually saw hundreds. I saw hundreds of Yodas. Well, the hat don't count. On our hat, right here. The hat don't count, <laughs> bro. The hat counts, bro. Look, look. All right, so they had people dressing up. You had you had Emperor Palpatine. You had Rey. You had stormtroopers. You had a lot of different characters. You didn't see nobody dressed up like Yoda. That is true. I didn't see a Yoda. Not one. There was somebody. There. I'm disappointed. There was somebody there dressed like Yoda. We just didn't get well, to see. Well, they him. didn't come find me. Well, that's true. Well, we had to find them. We didn't even go to them. Unfortunately, we should have. We should have got more, more. Um, Pictures. You know, we should just dress up like Yoda. We should have, but there were hundreds of Yodas, maybe even thousands, and uh, I'll tell you why in a little bit. But, um, so, a little bit more, just, just diving into the history. So, the Atlanta Braves, or not the Atlanta Braves, but the Braves were established in 1871, and they were actually known as the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Um... They were established in nineteen or eighteen sixty nine. What am I saying? Did I say eighteen seventy one? This is Boston. I was about to say that's the Boston Braves. Go down, go down, go down. Well, they were the Bra the Boston Braves. Yeah, but then you said something about the red what? It's stockings. And then the <laughs> <laughs> the red stockings, bro. Is that how the Red Sox? Uh, came to be? No. It, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Ball? No. The Boston... What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's let's just get into this again. Okay. The Cincinnati Red Stockings established in 1869 as the first openly all-professional baseball team voted to dissolve after 1870 season. Player manager Harry Wright with brother George and two other Cincinnati players then went to Boston, Massachusetts 
at the invitation of the Boston Red Stockings founder, Ivers Whitney Adams, to form the nucleus of the Boston Red Stockings, a charter member of the National Association of Professional Baseball Players, the NAPBBP. That's a mouthful. Say it again. Faster. N-A-P-B-B-B-B. Uh, yeah, I got it. That was good. I don't know. That was good. Um, the original Boston Red Stockings team and its successors can lay claim to being the oldest continuously playing team in the American professional sports. That's pretty crazy. The only other team that has been organized as long, the Chicago Cubs, did not play for two years following the great Chicago Fire of 1871. Dude, we're getting into some like serious baseball history here. Um, two young players hired away from the – Forest City Club of Rockford, Illinois, turned out to be the biggest stars. Pitcher Al Spaulding, founder of Spaulding Sporting Goods. Okay. There we go. And second baseman Ross Barnes. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> that, that's not accurate. It's not true. We don't think. Could be. I doubt it. Could be. Um, led by the Wright brothers. The Wright, the ones that created the airplanes, you think? No. I think so. No. They were probably flying. Led by the Wright brothers, Barnes and Spalding, the Red Stockings dominated the National Association, winning four of that league's five championships. The team became one of the National League's charter franchises in 1876, sometimes called the Red Caps, as a new Cincinnati Red Stockings club was another charter member. That is wild, dude. So, I mean... This is all coming to a head. The American League's club owner, Charles Taylor, wasted little time in adopting the Red Sox as his team's first official nickname. Up to that point, they had been called by the generic, or what? Yeah, they've been called by the generic Americans. So they've just been called the Americans. Media-driven nickname changes to the Doves in 1907 and the Rustlers in 1911 did nothing to change the National League club's luck. The team became the Braves for the first time before the 1912 season. The president of the club, John M. Ward, named the club after the owner, James Gaffney. Gaffney was called one of the Braves of New York City's political machine, Tammany Hall, which used an Indian chief as their symbol. So that's how it all came to be. That's how the name the Braves was born. Um, lots of rich history here. On Wikipedia, guys. Wikipedia.org. I know a lot of people don't like this source because you can go in and change anything. You can go in and hit the edit button and start typing away. So who, I mean, you know, believe this at your own at your own will. But uh, I think this, I mean, I don't know. Why would you make this stuff up? You know what I mean? You can't make this stuff up. You could, but I don't think, I don't think they did. Hank Aaron, dude. One of the greats right there. Hank Aaron. Oh, yeah. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. So, yeah, let's talk about a little bit of... So, we already talked about the pitchers. What are some of the best players after Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz? Other pitchers that I personally would put in some of the greats would probably be Craig Kimbrell, Chris Medlin, and Julio Tehran. They're a lot more modern um, to the game right now, but... Man, when they were playing for the Braves, 
it was very exciting to watch, and I will say that for sure. Other players, greats, Chipper Jones. Okay. Andrew Jones. That's my boy. That's my boy. B.J. Upton, Freddie Freeman. Very exciting to watch them up at bat, I must say. Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, Freddie Freeman on fire last night. On fire last night, dude. And there's a lot of times that he is. I mean, the, he's one of the guys that they pick for if he, however many home runs he gets in a game, you can get a free sub, a foot long from Subway. I think it is Subway. Well, we didn't go to Subway, but I don't even know if they're running that deal anymore. But he's been that guy before. He's he's the Braves dude right now, man. He is the Braves' newest he's Chipper a, Jones. Yeah. He's he's their he's their franchise player. Like he's he's the Chipper now. Um, and rightfully so, man. I mean, he's a baller. He's a beast. Um, what were you gonna say? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something about Andrew Jones. Um, my boy. <laughs> he's my boy. Yes, Andrew Jones, awesome. Um, we So, we were talking a little bit about Star Wars Night last night and everything. And super fun, super fun time. We went, um, we paid for parking in advance, which probably made things a lot easier for us. The walk was still about a mile to the park, but it wasn't a hard walk. It wasn't a bad walk. It was just like a mile. There's a long, couple long bridges through a couple parking garages and then you finally make it to the battery and then after that it's just kind of straight through the battery well the hardest part was when, when you leave the car yeah yeah finding, finding to our the way to the bridge. tunnel yeah. to get out of the place was the hardest part but it didn't take us too long we, we got out of there and uh once you got to the battery it's just a straight shot to the gate and then you can go in or you can hang out at the battery and go to some of the uh, restaurants and bars there's live music playing out there they got all kinds of stuff going on um they're selling the raffles everywhere. And then last night, once you entered the park, they had so many, so many um, people dressed up like Star Wars characters. They had like Mandalorians, like people dressed up like bounty hunters. And then they had like all the Jedi out there. Yeah, have I you talked about that yet? Stormtroopers. What? About the, uh, uh, the uh, Make-A-Wish. Yeah, so the night was... All about Make a Wish Foundation, and uh, that's what the hats were for, and everything. So you, when you bought the ticket package, you made a donation, um, and I guess you could go as high as you wanted to, but as low as three dollars to Make a Wish Foundation, and um, basically you got your seats, you paid the donation, and then you got your limited edition Star Wars Atlanta Braves baseball caps. Um, for free, basically. So, and they are thirty-five dollar value. So, I mean, we got seventy dollars worth of hats for free, just by getting our ticket package and donating to Make a Wish. So it was pretty cool. You had to just go. We got in. We went to guest services, got our hat. wasn't a very long line. They just scanned our ticket on my phone and gave us the hat. And um, I love it, dude. It's uh, basically. Let me show you real quick. For those of you watching. On YouTube, you'll be able to see it a little bit, but it's a uh, black and green. It's got a green bill. It's like lime green. It's got 1871 Atlanta Braves with a tomahawks crossing. You know the regular emblem over here, and then it's got words in the shape of Yoda's face, and it says "Great Jedi Master Yoda, High Council Jedi Order, Lightsaber, A Wise 
War Leader, Force, Green, Warrior, Force Lightning, Star Wars. And Force it's Lightning. pretty cool that they have that all spelled out in perfectly the shape. shaped. Yeah, perfectly shaped as the shape of Yoda's face. Um, but it's you pretty like, cool. Yeah, but I mean, you also like black and green. I do. I've always loved the uh, the green on black um, color scheme. That's always been my jam. So when I saw this, not only am I in love with Star Wars, not only do I love the Atlanta Braves, but I also loved the color scheme, the hat, and everything. And I was like, I want to rock that hat. How do I get it? That's actually how we came to get the ticket package. I was like, I want that hat. How do I get it? Click on the thing. You have to buy the ticket package to get the hat. And I was like, okay. I'm to get the for hat for game. free? Okay, I want to go to the Atlanta Braves game. I haven't been in the new park. That'll just knock out so many birds with one stone. And I get the hat. Why not? And, and we're making a, a, a wish. Or we're not making a wish, but we, we, <laughs> we... Actually, we did. We made a wish to go to the game and get a hat. We got that. <laughs> we made a donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And uh, guys, I can't express enough how important that is to donate to stuff like that um if you had family and friends that go through stuff uh they have terminal illnesses and children um especially that um you know they they got stuff going on in their life they may not make it um very long and this this foundation will make their dream something they really want to do um you know if they if they're not going to make it too long makes it come true for them and that's it's something it's a nice thing to do for you know something for those who don't deserve yeah pay it forward and give back give guys back. because you you never know um what that dream could be for somebody so um make a wish foundation shout them out go make a donation if you can and any time that it pops up guys just donate something if it's only a dollar then that's fine just donate what you can but uh, it was a great cause for that night, and Star Wars night was an absolute blast, guys. We had so much fun. Um, all the characters around, everything like that. We got the hats, the atmosphere. I mean, you had half the people wearing Atlanta Braves gear, and you had half the people wearing Star Wars stuff um, because they told you to wear your favorite Star Wars stuff, your favorite gear and everything. So we got the hats, and I actually wore this shirt. You know, if you can't see it, you can see it now on the uh, thing. It's a uh, clone trooper. Star Wars, and it's like a Hawaiian pattern, but I figured it would match the hat, kind of. And uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, so what did you think of the... Because uh, that was your uh, first time at the park, right? That was my first time at the park at Truist. We used to always go to Turner. And like I said a little bit, um, I think I was just partial to Turner because it was my childhood. Well, that was your childhood home or you know what i'm saying yeah it was my childhood home yeah. it's like um so what you think of the uh, new park compared to uh, turner field i think that it was a little bit smaller in some ways okay but yeah yeah i mean it does seem a little bit smaller it seems a little bit smaller but almost in a good way almost like they've compacted everything that they need and it's i will more say organized this, though it's so much more organized guys it's so much more organized than turner field was you had to go you had to go look around and find stuff at Turner Field, I remember. And, like, sometimes you'd just be like, where is this? Like, I need to find it. The signs, the escalators, all the booths, everything is just perfectly, like, planned out and set for organization and, like, um, ease and just, like, speed. You know? It's yeah. convenient. Um, I loved how, where our seats were, 
we could walk down, go right down the stairs. You had two restaurants right there. You had two or three drink kiosks, and then you also had the restrooms all right there at the bottom of our stairwell. So, I mean, and that was every section. I was think like that was that. at every stairwell. Yeah. Yeah, every section had, had its own. So, you didn't have to travel very yeah. far to find the restrooms. They're all right there. You just, you just walk down. And yeah, you just walk down and go. And, then like, it's up. so, yeah, so convenient. You don't miss much of the game. You can go down. And at the, at all the, or not the kiosk, but at the restaurants, they have all these flat screens up top yeah so when you're nice. standing in line you might be in line for 10 minutes waiting and uh yeah what's your one complaint happens, with that with what with the tvs what do you mean where they don't have the tvs oh yeah it was weird so they had them at the restaurants when we're waiting in line you don't miss a thing you can see it all but they didn't have any tvs on the outside wall of the gift shop and we sat in that line for 15 maybe 20 minutes which a little backstory to that like we were in our seats for the first like three or four innings yeah we stayed through like four innings it got kind of crowded uh we kind of just want to walk around kind of stretch your legs you know like you kind of cooped up right there you're surrounded left right back and forward and you just kind of like well we've had four innings of experience of sitting in the stands so then we just explored we just want to stretch our legs yeah we want to stretch our legs go out See some more of the park and, uh, you know. But see, that was great because uh, while we were uh, walking around, you could stop just about anywhere. And, and see a TV. And Well, a TV or if you're you're just walking around, you have you still have a great view. Yeah, there was the so much. So, like, I remember at, like, Turner, there, like, the areas, like, you know, that walk-around part right there, you couldn't see anything of the park. It was all blocked off. It was all concrete, right? right. You had to go up into the stands to see anything. And right. just like the alleyway right there that you could walk up in and barely see something. This was open all the way around all levels yeah. to where you could... Um, you could see at any level. Yeah, you could see at any level. And they had like a bunch of open just, areas where there's um, like a, a bar, like a bar top where you could stand at and have your food and drink there and stand and eat and watch the game. And I mean, think about it. If you have an off day and you're sitting around, you don't have much to do all day, you're sitting around waiting on game time, then you have to drive to the park. You're sitting down driving. By the time you get there, maybe you don't want to sit in a seat and watch the game. Maybe you do want to stand, stretch your legs, and have some fun. So, I mean, there's lots of stuff you can do, lots of places you can still see the game. But we couldn't see the game while we were standing in line for 20 minutes at the gift shop. They mm. had TVs in the gift shop, but not on the outside of the gift shop. And that was when uh, people were scoring. That's Yeah, that's when people on both the, the Nationals and the Braves started scoring a lot, and we had we heard all the cheers, we but we were missing cheering, all of it. Cheers, booze. We had no clue what was going on. And we could barely see the thing. We saw something that said safe one time, then we saw something that I think they, they scored, like a home, one of them scored a home run. Somebody scored a run, yeah. And uh, we everybody was screaming, cheering, but we could not figure out what was going on. We couldn't figure it out until we got up there. And the person letting us in, because they could only let so many people in the gift shop at one time, was telling people what was going on because the TVs were right there on the inside. You could see. So it was kind of interesting. Um, but I think there's that. that's one fix that I would make at the place. You know, just put one screen like out by the wall. Just, just do a big one, screen right one there. big screen. So everyone in line can sit there and watch the game while you're in line. I mean, that they did it for every other place. Why not mm-hmm. just put one there, you know? Um, but, I mean, that's, that's a very minor complaint in – 
in uh, the total and of everything. And I think, I mean, we had a blast. Um, it was a fun time. And I think comparing Truist Park to Turner Field, I think that it's apples and oranges, really. I think, you know, I don't like it better or worse. I just think that I like it It's still a Braves game. Yeah, it's a Braves game. All the magic of being at the game and cheering on the Braves was still there. I did like the, uh, you know, the area, though. Yeah. Cody, now I do have a problem, a personal problem with you. Uh A bone to pick, kind of. When we were doing the Tomahawk Chop, why did you not participate? I don't know. Why would you not participate in the Tomahawk Chop? I was soaking it in. And the wave. Yeah, I wasn't doing the wave. Oh my gosh! This guy does not participate. We went, we went to a pirate. This is off topic. Oh, we went to the pirate the show, again. and Blackbeard's like, "On your feet, say arg! Where are pirates?" Oh, I just want to sit down and watch the show. And, and this guy's myself. just standing there, like he stood up, like Blackbeard said, but he didn't do anything. I raised. You my got glass. this guy beside me. Arrgh! Yeah, man, I get into it. You know, it's fun. I like to get in there. I like to have my experience, and. uh don't ever not do the tomahawk chop at a Braves game. I, I, when you might as well I never have had saw, a Nationals hat on. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do remember the tomahawk. You might chop. as well have had a Nationals hat. Look, on. man, it's a lot of work. It is not. You say ah, ah, and you wave your hand back and forth, and it's magical and it's awesome, and you messed up. You messed out. I didn't mess up because I didn't do it. <laughs> you did mess up because that's that's why you messed up because you didn't do it. It was you missed out on the. Magic. I was just soaking up the experience and I was enjoying. I was enjoying watching you have a good time. Well, I'm just saying, yourself. you better be glad that the other Braves people around, the other fans, didn't mistake you for a national like. Half uh, of them enemy. weren't doing it either. And then uh, get you know get chopped right in the head or something. Oh, you know, gosh, got violent. You know. Friendly Fire Tomahawk Chop. You never Ooh. know. Anyway, uh, we had a blast there. And um, the reason we went to the gift shop was because I was looking for baseball cards. Mm. When I was little, when I was a little kid, probably it's probably been 20 years since I've bought baseball cards at a ballpark. See, I didn't know you could do that. Well, I just remember going to the gift shop when I was little. And one of the only things that I remember being able to afford was a pack of, of them. And I got uh, like a holographic foil backed chipper jones card and i thought it was the coolest thing and i've kept it in plastic this entire time and i still have it and it's awesome so i was looking for that last night and we couldn't find them anywhere it was all memorabilia and all like clothing basically until you got to the bottom Mm -hmm. and then they had little trinkets like baseballs little bats the little foam finger all that kind of stuff finally i found little packs of baseball cards and it was 50 in a pack for $15.99, $16. But I think it was pretty cool because they were all mixed by different teams, different eras of the Braves players. And so I got two of them. I paid 30 bucks for two packs. So I got 100 different Braves baseball cards. Some of them were duplicates in the packs, but it didn't matter. Um, you know, it just leaves more room to try to maybe sell them off later or get them signed and sell them. So um pretty cool and actually we're gonna read off a couple of the big names that uh we got in those packs last night for you real quick because they're really cool um and if you do watch this on youtube i'll probably do some b-roll later and put these cards 
on uh, the video too. So if you want to check them out, it's pretty cool. Um, you want to start? or You want me to start? Uh, I can if you want. What did you want to alternate? Yeah, you want to do that? Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, ooh, you got B.J. Upton. B.J. Upton. That's that's my boy, man. That dude is awesome. Um, I got uh, Ender Enciarte. Let's see, Mike Miner. Mike Miner. What a good pitcher, dude. Um, I got Malik Smith. Brian McCann. I got Alex Wood, and I thought that was a really cool card because he was a pitcher in 2014 for the Braves, and also he came from the University of Georgia. Go dogs! Oh, Lord. <laughs> see, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. That's like a vintage-style card. Yeah. It's like a, not it's a true weird. vintage, but it's a vintage-style. It's pretty but cool. But he got like two or three different Andrew Jones cards that were all different. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. I could get them. should get them framed or something. Yeah, um. Nick Markakis. Christian Bethencourt. Ooh, Christian Bethencourt. Um, I got Evan Gaddis. It's probably one of my favorite all-time Braves, play- Braves players ever. Um, the dude is a beast, man. What did they call him? What did they call his nickname? Was it the, the, the white bear, the great white bear, the polar bear? I don't know oh, what they Lord. called him. They called him something crazy, and he was a beast, bro. One of my favorites. Uh... Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. That boy's uh unfortunately injured right now. Mm. Didn't get to see him play last night, and that hurt my feelings. But he's gonna make it back. He's gonna make it back. Um, I actually have an Atlanta Braves 2014 record card. They went 79 and 83. Um, it's a pretty good year. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that season in a minute. Okay. Uh, Brandon Beachy. Brandon Beachy. He was a pitcher, right? Yeah. Uh, I have a pitcher here as well. Julio Tehran. <laughs> that guy's awesome, man. I got another pitcher. Who you got? Chris Medlin. Chris Medlin, dude. Gosh, he was on the 2014 roster, I think. Um, I got someone else from 2014 roster that I picked out. Andrelton Simmons. Shortstop. Uh oh, we got a. Oh, dude, these last two I got are awesome. Awesome. I did, yeah, me too. I got two MVPs here. Oh. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox. That's an actual 1995 Greg Maddox card. From both decks, they had a piece of actual history in them, like at least one. Really, really good card. This one was Greg Maddox from 1995. And I think Cody's also got the other big card. Um,. But I'll go ahead and knock one of mine out. I got um, outfielder Jason Hayward, guys. If y'all don't know who Jason Hayward is, then uh, you're missing out on some really good, really good baseball. Who you got, man? Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. The Chipper Jones. Chipper made his professional baseball debut with the Gulf Coast Braves in 1990. 1990, and that's an actual, I think, a 1991 card. Wait, he used to play shortstop? Yeah. Shortstop, Atlanta Braves. Really? Chipper Jones. 6'3", 185 pounds. What is this? Statistics pertain to minor league career. These statistics are for his minor league. Oh, that's cool. And this was a card by Bowman, and it is a... 
says a 1990 team breakdown, but this card was manufactured in 1991. It's a 1991 Chipper Jones card. It's pretty cool. Um, and then my last one is a pitcher. Um, MLB All-Star Game, and I think that he's one of the best pitchers that we've had in probably the last 10 years. Craig Kimbrell, guys. He was amazing. I absolutely love to watch him play. Very exciting. So these are just um, 20 of the 100 cards that we got last night. And, uh, Cody, will you hand me that green book right there? I actually have some uh, – I got a Chipper Jones, the one, the foil one that I've had since, you know, forever ago. I got a Tom Glavin. Um, who is this? A Ron Gant. Raphael Belliard, Ryan Klesko, Kent Merker. Is that your Braves uh, page? Best, I have one Braves page here, and I have a whole Braves book right here. Um, Gerald Perry. I mean, some of these cards are really old, guys. Dale Murphy. Um, Dave Justice. Raphael Ramirez, another Ryan Klesko card. Um, Gerald Perry. Mark Wohlers, uh, Ozzy Virgil, another Tom Glavin looks pretty cool. Gerald Perry, already said that. <laughs> Derek Lilliquist, Lonnie Smith, and uh, I got some in the back here. Ron Gant, I cannot forget this one. Deion James and um, Otis Nixon. And then I actually have a signed, uh, who's a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. His name was Chris Hammond. And uh, I actually have that one signed because he actually came my senior year of high school and spoke to us as a team. So uh, he actually came and spoke to us, and it was it was going pretty awesome. Like he came, and we had like burgers, and we had a big cookout at the stadium, and he came and talked to us about God and uh, religion and just walking the right path as an athlete and making great decisions and stuff. So. Uh, we were very appreciative for him to come out, and it's really cool that uh, a professional athlete that uh, shares the same faith that you do wants to come out and actually instill those kind of values and that faith into young people. So uh, that was a pretty fun experience, and we have a really cool baseball card that's actually signed by the player. So, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Do you have any signed uh, sporting stuff, dude, whether it be baseball or not? Uh, I personally do not, but uh, the last couple of Christmases, uh, a thing that I've been kind of doing for uh, for my brother, he was a big uh, <clears throat> a big uh, Duke basketball fan. Yeah, so I'd go and I try to find something like that. I uh, I think I got like a signed Coach K basketball or something, and then uh, something else. I can't remember who signed it, but Coach K. Nothing. Uh, nothing that I have. Nothing. That's the only thing. That's the only stuff I have. That one card and then that baseball with Bobby Cox. Um, who else is on here? We got. Oh, we got a hat with. Uh, Greg Olam. What else do I see? Lonnie Smith. Tom Glavin. And that's an actual signed ball. Kent Merker. I mean, dude, that's pinned. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Um, someone gave this to me. Otis Nixon, um, David Justice. I got a lot. I mean, they're just so awesome. 
and it's just awesome, cool. It's just so cool that Bobby Cox signed it too. I mean, <laughs> the most winningest coach for the Atlanta Braves history, right? Know what I we mean, saw? I mean, that's got to be the let's best see. manager they've had. Let's see. Let's see. Going to a list of Atlanta Braves managers. Go down the list of wins. Back in um, between 1890 and 1901, Frank Seeley won. 1,004 games and had 649 losses. Um, keep going, and that's actually the most, the absolute most until you get down to Bobby Cox. Get this, guys. Bobby Cox won 1,792 games and lost 1,315. Um, Over how many years? Gosh. Let's see. From 1978 to 1981. Wait, That's wait. not right. No, 1990. <laughs> what is this? American former baseball third baseman and manager in the major league. Oh, he's in there twice. Why is he in there twice? I don't know. That's weird. Well, the bottom one is the one that... This is the one we're focused on. Yeah. <laughs> From 1990 to 2010, guys... So, oh my gosh, it's a long time. That's Wait, a long was he time. a manager two separate times? That's 20 years. Um, it looks like right here, Robert Joe Cox is an American former professional baseball third baseman and manager in Major League Baseball. He first led the Atlanta Braves from 1978 to 1981 and then managed the Toronto Blue Jays from 1982 to 1985. He rejoined the Braves in 1986 as general manager. Okay, okay. Um, he moved back to the manager's role during the 1990 season and stayed there until his retirement following the 2010 season. The Atlanta Braves has since retired the number six in commemoration of Bobby Cox. He led the Atlanta Braves to the World Series championship in 1995. He holds the all-time record for ejections in Major League Baseball with a 158, plus an additional three postseason ejections, <laughs> a record previously held by John McGraw. He also leads the league in playoff appearance, appearances as manager with 16, and he, has, and he was the first since Casey Stingel to have qualified for the postseason 10 times. Um he became the first manager to exceed three consecutive appearances in the championship series, doing so by qualifying for the National League Championship Series from 1991 to 1999. Um, along with Joe McCarthy, he has the most 100-win seasons with six. Cox ranks fourth on the baseball all-time managerial wins list. Can't beat so, Bobby. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Number four ever, dude. Baseball all-time managerial wins list. That's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge, man. Got a signature right here. Got a signature. Just saying. <laughs> Show off. Show off. Don't be that guy. <laughs> all right. So that's pretty cool. Um, so let's look at this says the five best seasons in Brave history. So, you want to go, let's start with number five. It's 
2003. This club possessed one of the franchise's most powerful lineups. Lopez hit a team-leading 43 homers in both Gary Sheffield and Andrew Jones. Andrew. Also, also flirted with the 40-homer mark. The pitching staff wasn't nearly as strong as those the franchise featured throughout the 1990s, but Maddox proved effective in his final season with, the, with Atlanta, and Russ Ortiz became a 20-game winner with the help of John Smoltz, who notched 40-plus saves for a second straight year. Thoughts of this club advancing to the World Series evaporated as the Cubs, Kerry Wood, and Mark Pryor shut down Atlanta's bats in the NLDS. That's right. John uh, Smoltz was a closing pitcher, wasn't he? I think so. Let's see if we can get any audio on this because that would be really cool to pick up. We got 15 seconds, y'all. 10 seconds. Five seconds. No, it's not five. <laughs> it's not five seconds yet. Um, we're trying to pick up. We want to see if we can play this. Uh... Oops. Oops. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's number five on the it's the fifth Beth seat Beth Beth Beth. It's the fifth Beth that I've ever heard of. Um, it's the fifth best season in Braves history. So let's go up to number four, 1957. What a difference in time! <laughs> Via a mid-season trade, the Braves acquired Red. What? Showendanced? Showendanced? Acquired Red Schoendienst and gained the final piece they needed to secure a World Series championship in what was just their fifth season in Milwaukee. So this is when they were the Milwaukee Braves. Um, Schoendienst, I don't know if I'm saying this right, guys. I'm probably butchering it. I'm sorry. Um, added to the firepower within a lineup that included fellow Hall of Famers Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews. Aaron hit 44 homers on his way to being named National League MVP, and Warren Spahn notched 21 wins to earn the Cy Young Award. Incredibly, this marked the only year either of these legends won these top awards. Lou Burdett notched three complete game wins, including a pair of shout-outs in Game 5 and 7 to give the Braves, to give the Braves a World Series win over the Yankees. That's big time. That's big time right there. Let's see if we can get some audio on this one. Aaron lines a home run over the right field screen. And now the score is 7-3. to three. So... Hank Aaron's first homer over them, and they, I mean, he had 44 homers to name him National League MVP. I mean, just think about that. 
44 home runs, dude. It's a lot. All right, number three, 1995. This certainly wasn't the best offense the Braves possessed during the 1990s, and it wasn't their most dominant pitching staff. But this bunch produced a 101 win pace and and provided Atlanta its first World Series title during the strike-shortened season. Chipper Jones' stellar rookie season was highlighted by many walk-off wins, and Maddox secured his fourth consecutive Cy Young Award. The emergences of power hitter Ryan Klesko and closer Mark Oilers helped set the stage for David Justice to preserve Tom Glavin's season-ending masterpiece with a decisive solo homer. So let's check this out. <clears throat> this is Dave David Justice's solo homer. If we can get the audio to work. If we can get the audio to work. Oh, we gotta we gotta watch an ad. It's five seconds. Four, three. Whoa. That's my throat. That was my throat. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. All right. That was number three, guys. Moving up to number two. We have the 1993 season. Ooh, that's a good year. Good year, huh? Hey, good when, year. when were you born? 93. 93. <laughs> hey, the year before that was pretty good, too. You know? All right. <laughs> Other than the 1914 Miracle Braves, no team in franchise history had a better second half than this one. The late July acquisition of Fred McGriff sparked a 51-17 and finish that enabled Atlanta to pass the Giants on the regular season's final day and claim a third straight National League West crown. Maddox won a Cy Young Award during his first season with Atlanta, and the MVP balloting resulted in a top-five finish for David Justice, Ron Gant, and McGriff. The team's bid for a third straight National League pennant faded as it seemed to run out of steam while losing to the Phillies in the NLCS. So let's check it out. Are you able to hear these? Yeah. Through the... okay. <clears throat> Got to make sure you all can hear these. Because we're just trying our best to record this audio off of my Chromebook right now. So, this is by no means very well planned. That's up the middle, base hit. Maddox makes a turn. Here comes the throw. It's going to be close. He's going to That's it. Bizarre, folks. Look at this throw to slot. Right there. He reaches for him. Now, all he has to do is wait for him to come back. He, he jumped goes over after him. him. He's digged out. What a great football play. This guy ought to have been a, a halfback or something. 
that's unreal. He was out by about six feet. I can't believe it, Ernie. Wow. The guy jumps over homeboy, lands, turns around. The guy tries to tag him again. He jukes him, breaks his ankles, and then just dives onto home. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty gnarly. All right. Here we go. Number one best season in Braves history, guys. 1998, when we won the World Series. This team had the most prolific offense and one of the best pitching staffs the Braves employed during the epic 1990s. But thanks to a six-game loss to the Padres in the National League Championship Series, this club didn't win one of the five pennants captured by the franchise during the decade. Andres Galarraga hit a team leading 44 home runs and Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, and uh, Javi Lopez each hit 30-plus homers. Greg Maddox produced an MLB best 2.22 era in Tom Glavin. Oh, era. ERA. <laughs> and Tom Glavin captured his second National League Cy Young Award. This team had everything except for a fitting October conclusion. Sorry for the era ERA thing. This is what we this is what the disclaimer was we for. We warned you. We warned you. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna watch this clip, all right? Glavin picks up the twentieth win of nineteen ninety eight. We're rolling, we're rolling. God, I look so oh. Watch Naomi Osaka's 125 serve. Okay, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's some kind of Google ad, guys. All right, here we go. trying to keep it off his face but there it is nice job he won 20 games in 1991 20 games in 1992 and 22 and 6 in 1993 and he returns as a 20 game winner here in 1998 remember last year he really struggled getting decisions he pitched great an era under three but only went 14 and 7 he was the tough luck guy last year tonight he is our auto zone player of the game and picks up his 20th win of the year against six defeats. And he's also now 12-2 and two on the road. And it's his fourth complete game and his third shutout of the year. How young Chipper was. I know, Chipper was pretty young there. Um, so, yeah, that was the number one best season the Atlanta Braves ever had. It was 1998, and for very good reasons. Um those were pretty fun clips, huh? It's fun to look back at that kind of stuff because we we weren't around for some of them. <laughs> and we were for some of them. Like, I don't remember. I guess I, I, I remember a little bit of the 1998, but not as much as I should. I, I mean, I was too young to be that excited about it, you know? What were you doing in 98? Playing with Yoda. <laughs> Playing with Yoda. That makes sense. All right, so... Um, I typed in just to search the greatest five baseball teams in the United States. And uh, unfortunately, the Atlanta Braves aren't on this list right now. So I uh, guess we got some work to do. I don't know. But uh, number one is the New York Yankees. 
Number two is the Boston Red Sox. Number three is the Philadelphia Phillies. Number four, St. Louis Cardinals. And number five, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, whether you agree with that or not, I don't know. I don't know if this lineup right here is biased or if it's all on statistics. I would hope that it's all on statistics um, and, and rankings and whatnot. But, you know, I just pulled that up just to see because I wanted to know if, if you know, our beloved Atlanta Braves were on the list. And unfortunately, they're not in the top five. Maybe they're in the top ten. I don't know. But um, let's see here. So right now, currently in the 2021 season – we got the where are we at National League East. Yeah, we are in the National League East. We are number third. Number third. Number third. <laughs> we are number three. We are third in the National League East, which puts us three out of five. So we're right smack dab in the middle. Um, number one is the Phillies. Number two is the Mets. Believe it or not, the Mets usually stink, dude. Uh, <laughs> The Nationals, Easy killer. The, the Nationals and the Marlins are right below us. We're right in the middle. We are our record right now is fifty six and fifty four. So um, we got some some work to do to work our way back up to the top. But I mean, they're 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 playing pretty good baseball right now. Um, and then in the National League, you got the Brewers leading the Central, the Giants leading the West. And then just just for kicks, we go over to the American League. You got uh, the East, American League East. You got the Rays leading, American League Central. You got the White Sox leading, and American League West. You got the Astros. So, uh, interesting. Very interesting. All right. So, I talked about we were going to go back and talk a little bit about the 2014 Atlanta Braves season just because that season meant so much to me. It was the most consecutive Atlanta Braves baseball that I had ever watched in my life, ever been to the actual stadium for. And I watched a lot, most of the games on TV that season as well. Um, and super duper, uh, proud of it too. So, um, the 2014 Atlanta Braves season was the Braves 18th season of home games at Turner field in 49th season in Atlanta and the 144th season overall before September, the Braves had two winning months and three non-winning months that they played and briefly reached first place in their division. The team's performance declined in September. This is what I was talking about. Declined in September as the team lost 16 out of the first 20 games they played that month. They finished tied in second place with a, with a 79-83 and 83 record, 17 games back in second place in the division and failed to make the playoffs. They failed to make the playoffs because of that 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 losing streak. Um, so finished second to the Washington Nationals um, that year. But uh, we had let's just look at the the uh, the roster for that year because these are some. This is my one of my favorite rosters in baseball history for me personally. 2014. I was in love with that team. They were awesome. They had Alex Wood from Georgia as a pitcher. I loved that because I was always watching him, uh, UGA, and when they said he was going to the Braves, you know, it was. I loved it. Other uh, more notable pitchers that year: Julio Tehran, um, Mike Miner, Craig Kimbrell, and um, Gavin Floyd. Let's see, David Carpenter. Uh, 
Louise Avalon, and I swear, I thought Chris Medlin still played with him then. I don't see him on here, though. Um, then you got, did I say Craig Kimbrell? Did I say it? I'm sure you did. Uh, if I didn't, uh, Craig Kimbrell. One more time. Uh, Craig Kimbrell. Okay. Um, also, catchers, you had Christian Bethencourt, Evan Gaddis, my dude, um, and Gerald Laird. Also, um, infielders, you had Freddie Freeman, Phil Goslin, Chris Johnson, Tommy LaStella, um, Ramiro Pena, Dan Ugla, dude. I almost forgot about Dan Ugla. And then, more notably than anybody else in the infield, um, Andrelton Simmons, for sure. One of the best shortstops that Atlanta's ever had. Uh, outfielders. Here we go. Ryan Dumit, Jason Hayward, Jordan Schaefer, um, Jose Costanza, Emilio Benifacio, uh, BJ Upton, Justin Upton. I forgot about Justin Upton. Yeah. Um, and then manager was Freddie Gonzalez that year. And coaches, uh, Alan Butch, Doug DeCenzo, Lee Elia, special assistant, Scott Fletcher, Roger McDowell, Terry Pendleton, Eddie Perez, Horatio Ramirez, Carlos Tosca, and Greg Walker. So um, I absolutely loved this uh 2014 Atlanta Braves roster guys they were beast and you know something just something bad happened in that September month that just really it was some it was some bad juju but uh other than that they had an amazing season and um yeah oh did I did I mention Freddie Freeman I don't know if you did or not if I didn't mention him already um Freddie Freeman Evan Gaddis Greg Kimbrell I think uh, you missed the catcher, B, too. BJ Upton, you know, no big deal. Oh, you want me to go through the catchers again? Christian Bethencourt, Evan Gaddis, well, Did Gerald you go to the, ca- the, the uh, catchers? I did, I did, yeah. It was a joke. I definitely said. Okay. <laughs> I just really like them. All right, 2014, they were like my favorite roster, you know, just personally. You got a favorite roster, favorite year of the Braves? Just uh, Or, or just any of them that include Chippa Jones? Well... I mean, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite. Just the ones that I, you know, grew up with was like, you know, Andrew Jones, Shipper Jones, stuff like that. True that. All right, guys. Um, you know, we we probably missed a lot of stuff to talk about. We we might revisit I mean, probably. this. Well, yeah, we I'm missed sure, a lot. I'm sure we missed we a did. lot. But this is more of our personal this accounts. Is just us talking. Just us talking about a little bit of the Atlanta Braves and reading off some history to you. Like I said, we were just some Wikipedia warriors. We got I like some. That. Also, we had some other. I think MLB.com. We got some facts from there as well, but most of it was Wikipedia. Um, we had a blast last night, and we just wanted to tell y'all about it. Tell a little bit about our uh, experience and everything, and just tell you a little bit about our love for baseball. Um, and it's not the most hardcore love. It's not our favorite thing in the world, but we do enjoy it. We enjoy going to the Braves game and having fun, and the atmosphere is always just on fire, dude. It's pretty cool. So to close this thing out, just for fun, um, which American League team is your favorite or that like that you would be a fan of? American League? Yeah. So Braves are in the National. Um, what American League team would you favor? White Sox. The White Sox? Yeah. Okay. Mine would definitely I have no be... reason for that, but... 
You have no reason. I, I just, I just, just like them. I just like the the uh, White Sox. Now you said before, I, you kind of like the Yankees. Well, well, the Yankees because I mean I think my dad kind of watched the Yankees a little bit. My brother was a big Yankees fan. Okay, but I will say, and you can call me a nerd, but I played uh, MLB. The, the show. show. MLB The Show. And I, I made a picture, and I got yes. drafted to the White Sox. The White Sox. <laughs> and that was amazing. That's how he did it. All right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think I would have to pick the uh, Tampa Bay Rays um, because as a kid, my family being in St. Petersburg, Florida, like right next to Tropicana, uh, you know, Tropicana Field. Um, that just sounds fun. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, my uncle took me to a couple games. I've probably been to two or three Rays games in my life, and um, watching the games with him when we were in town and everything, it was just a fun experience. And uh, if second second to the Atlanta Braves, I'm definitely a uh, um, Tampa Bay Rays fan um, in the American League. And then also, just for fun, just for, uh, you know, hypothetically speaking, obviously, hyper-obviously, <laughs> If you were a pro baller, which position would you be playing out on the field? In Little League, I played second base. Really? Yeah. You enjoyed it? I enjoyed it, and then I got mad when they moved me. So I was right field, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather do second base. Okay, cool. I think that I would just be a secret weapon. They just keep in the dugout and just I, bring me out for, like, grand slams. Uh, oh, a pitch hitter? Yeah, I'd just be a, just, I'm just a, just a – I guess he'd be a catcher. Me? Yeah. I probably would. But if I had, no, honestly, to be like my dream position if I played pro baseball, just outfield, like a Jason Hayward or something. Oh, you won't be lazy and just wait. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is a, dude, I want to be out there. And then when it pops up, I just want to be like, all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. You're out. <laughs> I want to wait for it to come right into my glove. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's not as easy. If somebody's going to hit it, it over the fans, you going to going to jump over the over the fence. Oh no, I'm, I'm going to do one of those things where I'm looking, 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 and I see the like the fence uh, like in my peripherals, and I'm just going to just slam into it as hard as possible, just so they know that like I went real hard trying to get that ball, but he didn't get and it, and I like got myself knocked out trying to get it. I want to let people know that like I'm not going to try to stop. I'm just going to run straight into the wall. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't know, but you know, outfield would probably be my my jam or okay. catcher. I'd like to uh, talk trash to him while I'm back there. Like, yeah, you ain't you ain't got this, bro. You ain't got this. I'm just Shoes untied. <laughs> Shoes untied. <laughs> like yeah, the Sandlot. <laughs> oh God, should have mentioned the Sandlot. We'll have to do a, a Sandlot episode. <laughs> That's a great movie. It is a great movie. There's a lot of great movies out there with baseball. Actually, a lot of really good yeah. baseball movies. The Rookie. Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield, yeah. I loved Angels in the Outfield. That's a really good movie. Um, All right, guys. I think we're about to wrap this episode of Listen to Lamb Chop up. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're not a baseball fan, if you're not a Braves fan, you probably won't enjoy it as much. But, um, you know, this is just our personal love of baseball and the Atlanta Braves. Um, There's a certain kind of magic that came to it. If you grew up, I mean, we, we grew up within an hour to any of the parks in the area and um, when your family got tickets when your friends got tickets when your neighbors got tickets and invited you it was just this culture built around the Atlanta Braves where hey we got tickets 
would you like to go to the Braves game? And when did you say no? You know what I mean? Like you, you go to the Braves game, man. It's a, it's a whole thing. Um, it's America's favorite pastime. And, um, the Atlanta Braves are fun to watch, man. It's an awesome time. So, you know, go support your local, um, baseball team, watch some baseball, watch the Atlanta Braves. If you're in the area and, uh, you know, comment on this and comment on the channel. Let us know exactly, um, you know, what's your favorite team? What what kind of sports do you like? What's your favorite team? What uh, podcast do you want to see next? So, uh, as always, guys, on Listen to Lamb Chop, we will see you next time. Have a great day, great morning, great night. Eat a, a, a good lunch, healthy lunch. And uh, got anything to say, Cody? Closing comments? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. All right, guys. Much love. Peace out.